0: I need you guys to understand when you niche down right like if you haven't niched down before it's going to take some time but the amount of time that you put into it right if like if you never evaluate your niche like we that's one thing that we tell you know our, our students right either on a, a monthly or bi-monthly basis you should be evaluating your niche right you should be uh, uh logging more information on them right jump on there jump in there um I I do it all the time, I'll get on Clubhouse and just listen to health and fitness professionals talk. And I'm just, I'm not even saying anything, (laughs) right? So find out where they are hanging out at, go and watch them hang out. What are they talking about? What are some of their pain points? What are some of the things that they want? Collect information.
1: Hi, my name is Jess and I am your host here on the Social Strategy Slayer Show where we talk all things social media for entrepreneurs. Specifically though, how to build your influence and consistently land your ideal clients through the content you're putting out there without you needing to sacrifice your authenticity, your time, or without you needing to run a bunch of expensive ad campaigns. Let's dive in. Hey there, welcome back to the Social Strategy Slayer. I am so excited for you to listen to this episode today. This is another interview that you'll hear from a series that I did called the Seven Figure Fitness Business Show, which was an email series that was kind of a one off thing, and I interviewed some of the top name and best people in the fitness industry. And this specific episode, you'll hear an intro for Harry that I did for the actual show, but just so that you know, Harry King Holmes is truly amazing. Um, He's a close friend of mine. I met him this year. We're in the same mastermind and... Just seeing what he's been able to create with his business has been absolutely incredible. And if you're someone who is telling yourself a story that you can't niche down, you can't like, you know, oh, you know, Jess, I really can serve everyone. Um, this is a really important episode for you to listen to. And do me a favor when you're done listening or in the middle of listening, take a screenshot of this this episode of you listening and tag myself and Harry and put it in your Instagram stories or on Facebook and tag us so that we can see you listening and let us know your takeaways. It's so helpful. Um, us as creators, a lot of times we spend a ton of time putting together things and we love seeing and hearing when something lands with you and why it lands with you. So I cannot wait to hear from you. And now you'll hear my intro for Harry. Welcome back to the 7 Figure Fitness Business Show, and today I have my friend Harry King Holmes, and this interview is amazing. Harry actually helps women in health and fitness use their story to launch and scale their dream business online and charge what they're worth. His company is amazing, um, Fitness Empire Academy, and he actually teaches you how to charge Um, High ticket, which most people in fitness really struggle with that. There's a lot of scarcity mindset stuff in the fitness industry as to like what you are allowed to charge. And I think this interview specifically is one of the more high level interviews that we did. It's very tangible. It's very actionable. If you are a woman in the fitness industry, you need to prioritize watching this video. And even if you're not, watch it because there's a lot to get out of it. And we talk a lot about where the industry is going, how you can start charging high ticket. And I think you guys are going to love Harry. He's a close personal friend of mine. We're in the same mastermind group. And um, I truly think he is going to be really, really a big, big name person in the online industry in terms of someone who coaches fitness businesses. He's grown his company from zero to seven figures really fast Um, because he's really good. He's really good at what he does. And everything in this interview is actionable. So I'm really excited for you to hear from him. And um, let's jump in now. Hey, guys, welcome back to the seven figure fitness business show. I am so excited. I have Harry with me here today. What's up, Harry? How are (laughs) you? What's
0: up? I am well, I am blessed. Um, Hope everybody's having a good day so far. Good to be here.
1: I am particularly excited to talk to you because I know you help women specifically, Um, but I'd love to hear before we jump into all the things that you do, how did you get started in the fitness industry? How did you go from where you were when you started to where you are now? Gotcha. Okay.
0: So prior to getting in the fitness fitness industry, um, I was actually in uh, the nightlife industry for about eight years. Um, so I was throwing parties at, you know, some of the, um, you know, nicest, uh, nightclubs in downtown Chicago area. Um, you know, did that for quite for some time, about eight years and it was pretty successful. You know, a- as you can imagine, you know, late nights, lots of drinking, um, you know, lots of girls, lots of unhealthy, you know, things that I was doing and I was all around me at, you know, at all times. And then, um, my girl got pregnant. You know, she got pregnant and now I got a, a son coming on the way, right? So um, when he got here, um, I remember, you know, standing in the, in the mirror and um, he was about one, or almost one, and he was looking at me in the mirror. And I was looking at myself in the mirror and I saw that he was like, you know, uh, copycatting me, imitating me, like, I'll turn here, do here. he was following me. So I'm like, okay, I got a little dude that's literally like, you know, following behind my footsteps. So that day is when like it all just switched. I stopped drinking, I stopped playing video games, I stopped going to the clubs, I stopped chasing girls. And I just started, um, you know, going to the gym, eating right, um, getting back, you know, my connection with God, you know, cause I grew up in the church when I was younger, you know, and just focusing on, you know, my mind and my body. And I never really, I never really, when I decided to do it, I didn't go into it like, oh, I want to be, be a personal trainer. I just tell people all the time, I don't want to do personal training or do any type of bodybuilding, but ended up doing bodybuilding shows and ended up doing personal training. Um, and at the time I was driving Lyft too, because uh, like I said, I, I closed the doors in my previous business. So, you know, finances got, you know, pretty tight at that time. Um, so yeah, I was driving Lyft, doing personal training on the side and and, and being, a, being a dad. That's
1: so awesome. And... I love that visual. I could totally see your son looking at you in the mirror. Like yeah. <laughs> they really imitate everything. It's actually insane. Yeah, um, crazy. but that's so cool. So you started, you started in the fitness industry and now can you bring us up to what you do now? Like, so you started in the fitness industry, you got going there and now you're crushing it like, mm-hmm. and yeah.
0: Yeah, so like I told you guys, like in the beginning, hey, you may be like some of you guys that's watching the show, you know, I struggled in the beginning of my business, right, Um, but I knew that it was um, two things that I needed in the beginning. I knew I needed a mentor because I had a mentor from my previous business, and I knew I needed a system, and I created a system for my previous business, so I went out searching for that, um, you know, nailed it down, started, you know, getting some um, really good things going for my in-person business, right, doing personal training, and then eventually started doing semi-private training, Um, and then I eventually uh, got my own gym, so I started hiring trainers, Um, and then we started doing hybrid, and then we took our business online, Um, and when we took our business online, we were helping um, busy moms all across the country. We've serviced over, you know, a thousand plus moms and helped them transform, you know, so, um, and now we show women health and fitness professionals how to do the same thing that I did online right? Um, And we have a specific method that we've been using for years. I literally still use it to this day, you know, um, and we teach, you know, all of the uh, health and fitness professionals how to do the same thing. Because I used to always say, hey, if I can, if I can coach all of these women, why can't women do it and probably do it better than I can? (laughs) If I show them the systems and I show them the strategies, the right way to do it, you know, I truly believe that, you know, um, women could do it you know, a lot more um, better than I can because they can connect with women on another level that I just can't compete with.
1: And I I think that's really important. And even as I was doing research for this show, finding women in the fitness industry, even finding women who help fitness business owners was like very shockingly challenging. Like this show is like, you know, we put this show together more um, quickly. We're going to do a season two. And we hope to have more women on then, but finding women, even women who teach fitness business owners was a bit of a challenge and finding ones who want to do a show. Right. Um, but I'm curious why you think, why do you think that women are undervalued in the health and fitness industry and how can we start to fix it?
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, when you, when you look at the health and fitness industry, right. Like I even remember, remember when I came in the fitness industry. I was so in the beginning, I was so focused on networking with other personal trainers and things like that, Um, you know, so people and people are still stuck in that mindset, they look at their peers and they try to, you know, um, be uh, uh, approachable and look the part to their peers. Right, and they're not focusing on their actual the actual customers. Right, so you know, like I, I talk to plenty of women, and they they are working, you know, at gyms and things like that. So they try and keep up with the guys. They try and make sure that they can, you know, um, um, lift as strong as the guys. They, they 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 are just as shredded and right. They they are, and and so it gives off this vibe that you that the fitness industry is a masculine type of you know energy type of industry right and really that scares away the customer (laughs) like that really scares away the customer right um so we are health and fitness professionals so that we can actually transform lives through health and fitness right who cares about what your peer says that's not your customer he or she is should be you know marketing and doing what they need to do for their customer, right? So when you really think about it, women have an advantage. Women really have an advantage. Like one thing that blew up our uh, fitness business in the Queens Project when we served, that was our, the name of our community. I opened up about the relationship I had with Jeremiah's mom and how things were going, her as a busy mom and how it affected me and some of the things that I didn't see. So when I opened up to um, that with, with, with my audience, my business blew up. <laughs> so I started showing more of my vulnerable side and more of my emotions, right? And that opened the doors to allow these customers to say, hey, I trust you. I'm interested in you to learn about how, how, what you do and how you do things, versus being so um, you know, uh, uh, masculine and scaring them away, right? So I tell people all the time, women really have you know, an advantage in this industry if they use their superpowers if they use a superpower. So, um, and that's what we preach all the time inside of our Fitness Empire Accelerator. We always tell these ladies, show up in your feminine energy, right? Show up like that and this will start those, you know, uncomfortable conversations that that, that some of these ladies don't feel comfortable talking to with even some of the people that they're close with, right? So being a coach, you can, you know, um, uh, knock that door down and allow some of these ladies to come in Open so that they can actually get the help that they need.
1: And you and your team work specifically with women, right?
0: Specifically women, yep.
1: Why did you pick women? Like, what, when you were niching down, I'm just curious, why were you like, yes, I'm going all in on the ladies?
0: I'm excited to show up for ladies. I'm just really, really excited. And I I have a gift to see something in people that they may not see in themselves, you know? So, um, can my system work for men? Like, sure. But there's, there's, there's a gap in the fitness industry for women, especially, you know, African-American women, right? So like, I'm really excited to wake up and and show up and serve for them, right? And like I said, there's nobody doing that. You know, it's a gutsy move, you know, so it's really nobody doing it, you know, and I, I really take pride in what I do. So, um, and I feel like that's, you know, part of my mission right now to, um, you know, quote unquote, change the world or help, you know, change it. Uh, so yeah.
1: And that's the power of a niche, right? Cause anytime I think about women who want to go build their business online or have financial freedom in the, in the health and fitness space, I think of you immediately Mm -hmm. like over other people. And I think that people don't realize that it's okay to say no to some people and claim who you love it's just like how we also, how me, how me, how I recently decided I'm not really going to work with anyone other than fitness business owners. Right. And in your head, you're like, that f- seems counterintuitive. You seem like you're putting yourself in a box, but in reality, you're opening yourself up Absolutely. to more specificity and to be able to make a bigger name for yourself, which seems like counterintuitive. But do you guys kind of train that in your programs as well? When you're working with women, do you say like, pick a niche and-
0: yeah, absolutely. And, you know, what's, what's also important for me with the niche is niche, niche, right? However you want to say it, right? Um, it should be a part of your story, right? Like it should be some um, way, shape, and form a part of your story. But also you need to be really excited about showing up for this customer because you got to show up for them every day. You know, you got to show up for them every day. So there needs to be, you know, um, a strong reason behind why you're showing up for them, right? Because they're gonna feel that energy. You know, if you're on your social media, if it's a live, if it's an Instagram story, or it could just be you writing copy, people will be able to feel how genuine it is and how excited you are to show up for that person. So that's one thing that we preach. This person needs to be somebody that you are excited about showing up for.
1: Yeah, and that reminds me of um, what Jerisha told me, what our coach told me is, Mm when I was like debating on, should I niche to fitness only? Cause up until this past year, half my clients have been online, like business coaches and half have been fitness business owners. And I looked at all my ideal clients on one sheet of paper. And I was like, they're all fitness. Like that's what, who I love working with. Mm -hmm. And she was like, well, then why are you robbing yourself? of the joy of going with the people you want and what's already true that you're not claiming. And I thought that was a really interesting question as she always asks us (laughs) very interesting questions.
0: Yeah. Yeah, That's that's very important because we don't want to treat this like a job. We want to be excited. We want to feel that fulfillment, you know? So like leading with that joy and, 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 you know, like, I think that's very, very important. And a lot of people don't talk about that.
1: And when you think about when you're training someone in your program, in your business, what's one of the things that you teach them about the difference between a personal trainer and an online coach?
0: Absolutely. So um, as a personal trainer and a, and a coach, right? They're, one, they're, they're selling two totally different things. A personal trainer is selling, you know, training sessions. Um, like when a person comes to train with a person, They're looking at not just the personal trainer, but they're looking at the facility, um, the location, how close it is to to work, to home, uh, daycare, right? Like it's so many other things that plays a huge factor in to um, that customer working with that trainer, right? So the trainer just sells, oh, I'm gonna be a personal trainer. I sell personal training sessions, right? And, you know, meal plan and things like that. But when you're a coach, there's no location. There's no location that that person is coming to, right? So you're kind of forced to get outside of your comfort zone, right? And see how, how what other areas can I serve this customer that personal trainers are not, right? And there are so many things that personal trainers are leaving on the table. When you train that client for the one hour or 45 minutes, however long it is, right? Like there's 23 other hours in the day. Okay. And you're talking to somebody that has, I've transformed my life. I've transformed my body. I promise you it don't take an hour a day. <laughs> it doesn't. You're making decisions all day long. When you wake up, when you go to sleep, how you sleep, right? And every single thing plays a, a, a big factor in how you're going to feel the next day. How are you going to look the next year? How are you going to feel the next year? Right. So as a coach, you got to take that, that entire 24 hour period, right, and come up with a game plan for that person and hold them accountable for it. Right. So now when they're done working with you, you don't have to worry about them going. Um, so, for example, you, you're training a client for, you know, four months. The client stops training with you for whatever reason. Right. The client from day one, has been relying on you to actually be there every time they work out, every time they work out. And now they're not there anymore. We're talking about adults here, not children, right? (laughs) Now they're not there anymore. There's like most of like a very high percentage, you know, of these clients usually just go back to what they was doing before. And the next year they hire another trainer. Next year they hire another trainer. As a coach, one thing that you're selling is I'm gonna help you transform for life. So, when you're done working with me, you won't need another coach and you won't need another trainer because now you have habits, you have a different mindset, and you have patterns. And that's what changes people's lives.
1: That's so powerful. And I'm just thinking back to when I was living in LA and I moved, I moved back to Chicago right before the pandemic hit. And I had a trainer in LA. And when I moved back, I'm like, all right, great. I'm going to find a trainer. And then the pandemic hit. And then I'm just like doing online stuff, right? Like not, not the kind of stuff that you teach where it's a full transformational program, but more like dance church over here and beach body over there. And, you know, all different little piecemealing it together myself. And I totally failed. And now I'm sitting here getting married in four months. And I'm like, dang, I missed my trainer because I was making such good progress before, But it's now like consumer expectation. I think also is what I'm hearing you say and kind of what I'm seeing as well. And even myself, like, because I'm now looking for a gym, I'm analyzing myself as I'm doing it. And I'm like, I'm looking for something like you're saying, I'm not just looking for a personal trainer. I'm looking for somebody who's going to help me transform my habits. Who's going to get bought into my vision. Who's going to have a system for me to be accountable because I know that diet is the most important thing. Right. And so it's like all these other things that consumers are now expecting too when they are going into a studio or when they are signing up with an online coach, Mm -hmm. um, how do you stay on top? Like, how do you teach your online coaches how to stay on top of those trends?
0: Right. Yeah. So like we, me and my team, we stay on top of those trends. Right. You know, um, so we, we, all of the new updates and things like that, you know, we always, we have a Facebook group. So when the ladies come in, that's one thing that they have actual lifetime access to is the Facebook group, right? So we're always posting updates and things in there, right? And one thing I wanted to piggyback on, Jess, like So think, think about it like this. Say you had a studio, right? And there were things at the studio and you like the studio, but also say you ran across an online coach that helped. Uh, uh, brides get ready for their first, you know, marriage, get ready for, get, get, get ready, you know, for, for, for their, for their marriage, right? And you met a community and they have a community of women just like you, right? Looking to get prepared for things just like you and sustain a healthy lifestyle after marriage, right? That's something that no fitness studio, no gym can provide you.
1: I'm ready. Where do I sign up?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. Let's go. It's five grand right now. Let's go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But exactly. And that's what I I think a lot of, and I I know we're going, I have all these questions prepared for you, but I have another follow-up question for you about this because I work with this in my programs as well. I know you do too, but um, when it comes to that, I know what comes up for people is this like, Oh, well, I'm just, they just can't get over like the generalized statement of everybody says it's new when they come into my group. I'm sure you have a similar experience. Every fitness business owner, whether it's online or in studio will say to me when they step into our program, when I say, what's the transformation you're, you're um, I asked this to a client today. I said, what's the number one transformation that you give your clients? And she said, we transform their life and their body. And I was like, I can't think of a single person to refer to you. Mm-hmm. I don't know who you're transforming. What part of the body are you transforming? What part of their life are you transforming? What, like, it's just, there's such a resistance to niching down. What are some of the mindsets that you've been able to adopt as you make these decisions? Cause it is scary. I understand that when you're making a decision to go all in on something, mm-hmm. it's new, it's scary. What are some of the mindsets that you coach and that you have adopted yourself that have helped you through those moments of being scared to go all in on a niche?
0: Yeah, I got you. Um, I'm really big on journaling, you know? Um, Cause a, a lot, at the end of the day, you know, we're still humans and we, it's okay to feel how you feel <laughs> right now. I have those feelings, you know, sometimes too, right? But I always go back to the facts, right? I feel like this, but how do I actually want and need to feel in order to achieve my goal, right? So I write down how I feel right now, right? And then I write down how I want and I need to feel, right? And then I repeat it to myself over and over and over. And then I say, what do I actually need to do in order to achieve this goal? Well, you gotta continue to niche down, but what will make me feel a lot more comfortable with niching down? I need to actually understand more about who this person is at the end of the day that's what niching down is it's you're getting in a relationship so if you decide on a niche today right that's like like how long have you 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 and your fiance been together
1: this is uh we're a little abnormal we've been together since eighth grade and we're 28 so we've been together for 14 years (laughs) So,
0: so, so the beginning the first day you met your fiance right like you still needed to learn more things about your fiance, about your partner, right? So it's, it's gonna, like, I need you guys to understand when you niche down, right? Like, if you haven't niched down before, it's gonna take some time. But the amount of time that you put into it, right? If, like, if you never evaluate your niche, like, we, that's one thing that we tell, you know, our, our students, right? Either on a, a monthly or bi-monthly basis, you should be evaluating your niche, right? You should be uh, uh, logging more information on them. Right. Jump on there, jump in there. Um, I I do it all the time. I'll get on Clubhouse and just listen to health and fitness professionals talk. And I'm just I'm not even saying anything. (laughs) Right. So find out where they're hanging out at, go and watch them hang out. What are they talking about? What are some of their pain points? What are some of the things that they want? Collect information. Like I was talking to a student of mine and she wants to do like a 30-day um like a 30-day like challenge. And I'm like, hey, like, how about you put on your story? Would you want to see a 30 day challenge or a four week challenge? It's literally the same thing, right? But it's just the verbiage that they wanna hear, (laughs) you know? So just different things like that, you know? Um, So it's a relationship, but you need to put time into the relationship, right? So that you can um, uh, uh, learn their love language a lot more and learn how to actually um, deliver really good content to them so that you can give them the actual transformation that they need.
1: That's so good. And I, I want to definitely want to talk to you about content a little bit before the interview's over, but my, my next question that I think kind of piggybacks off of what you just said mm-hmm. is, and I'm curious what you think about this too, because you help people do this and you have, you know, hundreds of case studies and people crushing it. And, um, what do you think is the easiest and most profitable way for health and fitness professionals to build an online six figure business?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, creating a high ticket, high ticket offer, you know, like at the end of the day, like you're going to create a transformational program. Right. So we talked about the difference between a personal trainer and an online coach. Right. The result is a lot more, um, like when, like when we used to coach ladies in the Queens project, compared to the ladies that I trained in person and the ladies that I coached online, the ladies still to this day come to me, And um, Nikki, who's my, who's my head of operations now, like she was helping me coach the ladies in the Queens project, ladies still come to us today and say, thank you for transforming my life. Thank you for changing my life. Right? Like, (laughs) like you really can't put a price on that. All right. But we are here on earth. So we got to put a price on some stuff. Right? So it's like, hey, that, that is a, a, that's a high ticket offer. That's a high ticket thing. That's, you're you're really going to transform somebody's life. You know, so, and when you think about, you know, taking your business to six figures, like it's numbers at this point. Like once you have a, a, you know, offer systems in place, now it's just numbers. And so if you are charging $200, $100, or even $500, right? Like it just makes it a a lot harder for you to hit your goal (laughs) versus if you have, you know, a a program that's 1500, 2000, 2500, right? Like, it's the most easiest and most profitable way to do it and to do it online, right? Like, you can do it with a studio, but as you know, like, your profit margin, you know, is not, not going to be, you know, as good as if you did it online, right? So I tell people all the time, if you're good at transforming lives and you're a health and fitness professional, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of crazy that you don't have a high-ticket offer. I mean, I understand because it's more of a mindset thing because people say, hey, people won't pay that much for health and fitness. Wow. Well, we got, we got proof that they, will, you know, so, um, yeah, create, get you a high ticket offer. Um, and at this point you close one to two people, you got a $2,000 program, you close one to two people a week, just one to two. Right. Um, or if you close two people a week, right. What's that? Two people at 2000. Yeah. Yeah. 52 weeks. If you average, if you average, so, right. So what I mean by average, like say you close one person this week, you close nobody next week, but the following week you close two. So within a 52 week period, if you average one sale, um, you make a little bit over $100,000. Simple,
1: Simple math.
0: Yeah, I mean, because it's like people always think, oh man, I got to create this $50 you know, program. That means a lot more people will buy it. And then you create it and then nobody buys it. And now you're struggling to just put food on the table because you have such a, uh, a cheap, you know, service.
1: And also I'm curious what you think about this too, because I've noticed that in the fitness industry and part of my resistance to going into the fitness industry, when I was working through this with, with Jerisha was that I've always been told and taught by all my clients in fitness, the fitness industry is scarcity mindset like the fitness business owners don't want to invest. They don't want to invest. Like I have a client who totally does not charge enough for his program. um, And I tell him this all the time, but like, it's like, he's like, well, I don't think people will pay more than that. Um, What would you tell a fitness business owner or a health coach or online coach who's in the fitness niche about upgrading their mindset on investing? Like when you notice that they're stuck in that scarcity, how do you kind of speak that life into them?
0: Yeah, just getting them to see the, the value themselves, right? Because, you know, I can see it all day long, but the, the key is getting them to see it, right? And that's one thing that we do when people come on board inside of the FEA. One of the first things we do is get them to see the value in that they offer. So in, in a lot of my content, that's one of my objectives, right? Is to get them to believe that, you know what? I can sell a $1,500 program. Or just starting off, I can sell a $1,000 program, right? Just believing that they actually can, you know? And then once they believe that, now we can get the ball rolling and actually start putting some action behind it, you know? Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, that's all it is. And when one thing I would say is, hey, man, get around some people that's doing it. Get around some people that's doing it. Like you said, consistently, you was hearing um, other fitness professionals tell you what they were saying right? <laughs> so, but now I'm. you're in leverage, right? Like you're seeing people having, you know, four and five figure offers, right? So like, that's like a normal thing for you now. And you invested in, in you, you've invested in yourself and your business, right? So you can easily start you know, getting someone to shift their mindset and believe what they need to actually believe in order for them to take, you know, the step with investing in that business and um, and charging high ticket prices. You know, but that's really all it is: is just getting them to believe the value that they offer. I tell people all the time, health and fitness and, and health and fitness professionals, we actually change, we better people's lives, we impact somebody's life, somebody's life. Regardless of how you how you do it, intermittent fasting, mindset, reflection, exercise, faster cardio, weight training, doesn't matter. Right? Like the customer don't matter how you get how, do you, how you get them there. If you are confident in getting them there, right? Like they'll they'll believe you. They'll jump in the car and 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 go to the destination, right? But that's what it really comes down to. Do you really believe that you can change lives? And it's my job. To get these women health and fitness professionals to believe, you know that they can and understand their value.
1: And I think that that's so powerful. And when you in when you start to invest at a higher level as a health and business uh, health and fitness professional, like what then you start to see. Oh well, I just did it, so mm-hmm. now I'm seeing my own value because, like, I know for me, I purposely. Um, worked really hard on my curriculum over the past three years to make it amazing. And so now in my curriculum, when I am talking to people, if they're in, if they're stuck in the scarcity mindset, I'm like, I don't give discounts anymore. I don't do any of that. Cause I'm like, this is so worth it. This program is so worth it. It's amazing, and I stand on that. And if if someone's not ready, they're not ready. But there's always somebody else who is, yeah. you know. So long as you can articulate. The promise, the value, and the transformation in a way where they can see, like, oh, you're solving this specific problem. And sometimes, honestly, energetically, from my experience, you have to make an investment yourself. Oh, yeah. Sometimes to energetically be able to call in that higher investment for. I
0: agree. I agree. 100% agree. With you.
1: <clears throat> and what do you think? So we w- we were talking a lot about six figure, but I know you're a you're a seven figure business yourself. So I'm curious, what do you think it takes? And a lot of people who signed up for this, you know, this is called the seven figure fitness business show. I know not everybody, most people watching it probably aren't at seven figures yet. What do you think it takes to create a seven figure business while leading with a heart driven soul led business?
0: Definitely. um, I would definitely say stay in focus, of course, eliminating distractions, but more importantly, you need to focus on becoming a better leader, right? Like money is attached to um, the person that you become, right? Like, it's not like when you're you're going to seven figures, it's not much about sales. (laughs) It's not much about sales. It's how you can impact your audience a little bit more, how you can impact your clients a little bit more, right? Going to seven figures, you have a team. How can you impact your team? Right, like, how are you responding to different? Like, who are you as a person? Right, so that's why I tell people all the time: personal development is just as important as professional development. It's just that spiritual development as well. It's just as important, right? So, and and that's what played a huge role in me choosing the mentor that I have today, right? With 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 uh, Jerisha's Legacy Program, the things that she has in Legacy, it's not talking much about sales (laughs) is it's like just how you operate as a seven figure business owner right like how are you running your team how are you making decisions how fast are you making decisions like I'm thinking about the decisions that I made in 2021 I made them very fast because I'm confident in who I am as a person so if I make the wrong decision I can fix it faster Versus not making a decision at all. And then everything goes to shit, you know? So um, confidence is very, very important, but you build that by focusing on your, your, uh, your development as a person and becoming a better leader.
1: Love it. Love <laughs> it. It's great. Um, and, and yeah, it's so what I'm hearing you say for you, it's all about how, you're, how and who you're being versus what you're selling. Absolutely. Absolutely,
0: yeah. Like, like I, I ask myself now, you know, like, what would the 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 multi seven figure business seven figure Harry do? What would he do? What would the nine figure uh, Harry do? So I don't even operate like I try not to operate. Excuse me, because I'm human. I try not to operate like as the person that I am now. I try and operate like the person I want to become.
1: That's awesome. Yeah manifestation right at its best. <laughs> yeah.
0: Manifestation with action though, man. With action? Yes.
1: Well, <laughs> yeah, action. that's that's a part of it. I think people don't realize that like you have to manifestation is what you just said. It's showing up and taking the actions as if you're that person. It's not just sitting around wishing you were that person. You actually have to do the things that person would do and that's manifestation not Oh, I'm just going to sit here exactly. and. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some people get that misunderstood when you hear manifestation. Some people think that you just sit and you meditate all day and wait for things to come to you. No, you tell the universe, you know, that, hey, like, this is what's going to happen and I'm going to go get it and you're going to be okay with it.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so you're always studying the market. Um, you always have your finger on the pulse. It's one of the reasons we hit it off right away. Cause we were just talking about the fitness industry and where it's going. And we talked, we were supposed to talk for like 20 minutes and we were on the phone for an hour and a half, like just <laughs> yeah. shooting the shit. Um, but I'm curious, where do you see the fitness industry going? Like from your perspective after this past year, I think it just sped up what was already happening, yeah. but now where like, where do you see it going moving forward?
0: I definitely seeing it being um, like, regardless if you have a studio, you know, um, a big gym, you you have to have some type, I see it really going, you know, with online, right? Either you're gonna be 100% online or um, hybrid, you know, like people, like it's just too much technology, you know, going on right now. People got really comfortable with certain things during the, um, the pandemic. You know, so I, I really believe that there's a um a really there's going to be a really big shift in studios when it comes to hybrid. Uh, I truly believe that. You know, and of course you're gonna have to you're gonna have to get outside of your comfort zone and learn how to market. It's 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 social media is like the wild wild west right now. You know, and if you if you're if you're not learning how to market on social media, you know, um, I don't know. Like, just don't think you'll be around. So I just don't, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it.
1: Well, thank you. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we do. And that's honestly, Harry, that's why we really truly why we did pick the fitness industry over the online coaching industry, like online business coaching industry. We picked fitness and we have studio owners and online uh, coaches come in to us, but Mm -hmm what what I saw was like just the worst marketing I've ever seen in my life is coming from fit, the fitness industry. And I'm curious, cause you, you make a lot of posts that have, you know, I'm always commenting on your posts like, yes. Um, but what do you see as some of the mistakes that people are making when they're marketing their fitness business on social media? Cause you're really great at social media. You're at your content and you speak it about it in an up-leveled way which I appreciate um so I'm just curious what you see that like you're like oh my god and you're kind of like banging your head when you see people doing it
0: yeah um just their objective when they show up on social media you know um and I I mean, when in the beginning stages of my fitness business, I was doing the same thing, always trying to get workout video. Hey, can you record this so I can post it on social media? You know, always taking selfies showing, trying to show off my abs, trying to show the quads, right? And it's not about us. It's not, so when they show up on social media and and they're, they're continuously posting these things, I'm trying to remind them like, yo, like it's people out here. There are other women walking out here that are, you know, unhealthy. And they're unhappy, and you have the ability to help them, but you show up on social media making it about you, all right? <laughs> so that's 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 the one of the biggest mistakes that I see, you know, people do all the time. Like, I mean, it's all up and down my timeline. and it, it grinds my gears, you know, <laughs> like it really does, you know. Um, so yeah, like that's just like you said, just bad marketing, and I mean the the health and fitness industry. It's, it's, it's a lot different from any other industry especially any other service based industry like there's there's no you know um, insurance agent selling their insurance showing off how good their insurance policy is you know but health and fitness professionals are doing that on social media showing off how good their body is and things like that and not edu- not doing enough educating you know um, uh, these people that actually need to help so at the end of the day, that's, that's, that's what it's about. You need to show up in a, in a way that is beneficial for your customer so that they can get the help that they need.
1: So good. And one of the things that I love your take on as well that I agree and the other thing that makes me wanna like put my face in a wall every time I see it is seeing um, fitness business owners, whether it be an online coach or an in-person studio leading with what they do like everybody is selling based on personal training group classes one-on-one calls zoom sessions it's like what do you what do you say when you see that <laughs>
0: like, why are you doing that Like you know it, it and it just go it's, it's just a, a lack of not knowing you know like like why continue to do something that you know isn't working and you, but you don't want to go and get the help and ask, what's, hey, like, what's the proper way to do this? You know? Um, so, yeah, I see that a lot. Or, you know, they get flyers and they say, you know, um, sign up for my program, right? Where it's like most, like I tell people all the time, especially if, if you suck at marketing, 98% of your client, your audience that's watching you is in the unaware stage. And you're trying to get them to buy your, your program right? Like you have to market to them to get them to be aware of the actual problem. You know, so when you post that type of content, you might get some likes and stuff like that, or you might get some people to DM you and say, what are your prices? But most of the time in those things that they post, they probably post the price, which is, as you know, incorrect as well. So um, yeah, it's just, it's just a lack, it's just, you know, a lot of, a lot of fitness professionals just don't know the proper way to actually run a business. But You know, hey, that's why me and you are here. This is why we're here, you know, and and this is why we show up consistently, so.
1: So helpful, and I could talk to you forever.
0: (laughs) We can do this all day long, for real.
1: And you guys, starting um, after this series is over, we're going to be doing clubhouses together once a week. We haven't talked about what day. We have to nail a day in time because I'm about to go out of town.
0: I'm I'm actually doing one this Thursday. I'm doing one this Thursday, you know. Um, I don't, I mean, if you want to jump in, you can, you know, um, but yeah, I'm doing one this Thursday, just, just super randomly. I'm like, cool. I need to, I need to get back on it.
1: um, Yeah. Let me know, message me. This will, this interview will come out like way after that, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but message me about that and I'll jump on and then we'll make a post about it when we, I'm going out of town. Then when I come back into town, we're going to do them regularly together cause I do think it's important. Um, and we want to, we want to help. Um, and I have one more question for you and then I want you to talk about your free gift. Cause I think if you guys got any value from this, you need to connect with Harry, make sure you follow him on social media. Cause his content is some of my favorite content actually that I see period. I get a lot out of your content as well. Um, but my final question is a Tim Ferriss question. <laughs> um, it's a little random, but I love this question. It's, it's like one of my favorite questions to ask people, especially in business. What purchase of $100 or less has most impacted your life in the last six months or since you can remember?
0: Yeah, uh, so uh, last, yeah, 2020, March or, or right before the pandemic happened, um, I went to uh, the 10X convention, uh, the Grand Cardone 10X convention. I bought like a last minute ticket. It was like the cheapest ticket they had, it was 97 bucks. Best $97 I spent the whole 2020. That was actually one of the things that inspired me to get the FEA going. Like When I got back, I started just doing free content. Um, you know helping health and fitness professionals and then all of a sudden the pandemic happened you know um but yeah like that uh best best 97 books I spent
1: love it and what what book this is one I didn't give you in advance but I'm just curious what book have you gifted the most
0: uh let's see uh i probably would say The magic of thinking big and not because they say my name you know in the um in the first in the first page but um (laughs) i just like when i talk to a lot of people that's really like what the underlining thing the underlining problem is Is just people just don't think big enough that's it
1: i just wrote up i wrote it down i'm gonna order it (laughs) um okay so i know you have a free gift for everyone which Everyone needs to get, I'm going to go get it too. I'm very excited about it myself. So the gift is four things you need to get your first five to 10 high ticket clients in 30 days without a gym website or large following.
0: Absolutely. absolutely. Anything yeah.
1: you want to add to that?
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, it's pretty much self-explanatory, right? Like, you know, uh, it's, it's going to show you, you know, um, uh, type of content that you need to post you know, um, how to actually communicate with people, the, the proper, you know, location to communicate with them, right, um, how to convert, and then how to build a community, right? So, um, yeah, you can go ahead and get that. Uh, you can go to HarryKingHomes.com. you know, uh, go ahead and click, you know, click the link and uh, put your email in, and it's about a 17 minute or so, 15 to 17 minute video, and take some notes, but when you take notes, implement the strategies, right? Like that's at the end of the day, like we, like, like me and Jess said, right? Like you got to put action behind, you know, uh, the manifestation. So let me know how it goes.
1: I can't wait. And all of your social media handles are Harry King Holmes, right?
0: Yep. You can find me Harry King Holmes everywhere.
1: Awesome. Everybody find him, follow him, let him know what your biggest takeaway was. And there'll be a big button below that has the link to opt in to be able to get those four things that you need. And, um, if you guys have any questions for Harry too, feel free to post them in the Facebook group and I can add him in there and we can get the conversation going there as well.
0: Oh, let's get it. Thank you, Jess. Appreciate you having me.
1: No, thanks for being on. And we will see you guys tomorrow on the seven figure fitness business show. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Social Strategy Slayer. Before you go, I have something really exciting that I wanna talk to you about, which is my program called Social Strategy Accelerator for Fit Pros. So Social Strategy Accelerator is a really wonderful program. We have been loving it. We have two cohorts going right now, two different groups going through the program, getting results, spending time on their social media, really working on their messaging. And I know that messaging on social media can be really hard. And a lot of times most of our clients come to us saying things like, Oh, Jess, I've been, you know, I've been consistent for a couple of weeks, but then I drop off or I have moments of inspiration, but I can't seem to really commit. And a lot of times it's just because you don't have a true strategy in place that you are working. And there's just some missing pieces that make it actually exhausting for you to be able to stay consistent. So we have our program and right now it's closed, but you can sign up for the wait list. So if you go to the show notes on this, you know, wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can see a link to sign up for the wait list. And I would absolutely do that if I were you. We normally have very limited capacity on how many people we can take and it fills up. So, if you're on the waitlist, you get first um, first opportunity to get on my calendar when we open the program back up, which we are going to be opening it back up coming up here in October, and we're going to be starting in November. So, if you're interested, go on that waitlist. I also send you some really wonderful exclusive content in there, um, just for waitlist people. That doesn't go to my larger email list. It's only to the waitlist. Some exclusive updates, trainings, things that you might need to know between now and then to help you move forward and updates about the program so you can stay in the loop. I hope that you have a great rest of your day and thank you so much for signing up for the waitlist and for listening to the Social Strategy Slayer. I'll talk to you next time.